I'm very weird. And I like to fall asleep to documentaries or until the battery in my... I have a portable Blu-ray player. Yeah. I'm nerdy like that until the the portable Blu-ray player dies. And so, last night I was watching Marlena, a film by Maximilian Schell. I've talked about it before on the show. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Marlena Dietrich. Intriguing. Mystifying. One of a kind. Problematic sometimes. But she really brought something different to film. Very different. And if I can play this wonderful trailer for you, of the f- this film is almost 40 years old. It was made while Dietrich was in self-imposed exile and at the last minute refused to be filmed by her director, whom she worked with in Judgment at Nuremberg, Maximilian Schell. stars were sitting on elephants and I didn't particularly like the idea of sitting on an elephant. So I said, can't I do something else? And then we thought about it and I was playing the ringmaster. And I had the costume made and I announced the numbers. Could you tell me how you met uh, Bert Bacharach? Well, I, I read Walter in my book, right? Oh, you want to have it? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Okay. <laughs> you can't switch it off for a moment. <laughs> I just say, you know, I cannot say to the people, <laughs> read them. I will okay, say Okay, okay. Well. I read do it for you me. now. I do it for you. Okay. Unfortunately. Nobody else. Okay, switch it on again. I, uh, wait a minute. I, are you there, Carolina? Okay. You are? Okay. okay. What time is it? Five past four, because I made you all little snacks. And so I fell asleep to that documentary. I mean, she she really did not want to be seen on film and here we go and then the show the way I went to America you saw the ship at that time there were boats right? and then you saw me arriving in the door Whatever we did, I knew this is, in a way, the essence of the film. And then we said, 
said, okay, now it's enough. We had about six days. And she had another three days in the contract and said, well, whenever you want, you know, I wait for you. So we had 14 hours, so I was listening to the 14 hours. We cut it down to three hours. And then it was just an empty screen. And then I knew in the beginning, maybe that, that, that. And slowly, slowly, we found for each sequence the seemingly right picture. And I had some time to play around with the time. And it was a very interesting, totally new experience, but very filmic. And in a way, I think that's a real film because when I did First Love or Tales from the Vienna Woods, it was a filmed play or a filmed novel. And that's something totally different. Then Marlene is only a film. You cannot tell the story. You have to see it. That is the director, the late Maximilian Schell, talking about the essence of that documentary, Marlena, about Marlena Dietrich, which will celebrate its 40th anniversary in 2024. Everyone associated with it is gone, but we as the viewers, we as the cinephiles who love these classic films and to hear her talk, and I think also it was age when you had reached that, she was in her 80s. She died at 90. But she was in her 80s recanting her film career. And when you've gotten to that level, she saw it all the schmaltz. There were certain things that she liked. There were certain things that she didn't like. And I think being at that moment, and probably she was in a lot of pain perhaps mentally and physically because so many people including her late husband were gone she was the only one left people wanted to see her in Paris and she would not let them the only one that she let was her her daughter and her doctor that was it and there's all these different you know rumors why she really became a recluse her daughter knows why her daughter knows why and wanting to maintain that image of Lola Lola from the Blue Angel so that when she departed this world that's what people remembered not an old lady she really thought ahead most people you know they want to be with you in the public eye until you're you're ready you're ready and the camera turns off but in her case she did not want anyone to see her whereas her daughter said because the image could not be re-embellished everyone tried to pull her out of of her self-imposed exile the academy wanted to give her a special oscar she said no just so that they could pull her out of self-imposed exile. They did the same thing to Garbo in the 50s. And with Garbo, people would cite her on the streets of New York. But when it came to Dietrich, Dietrich was very extreme, both in her professional life and her personal life. What she gave on screen 
She gave you moments, vignettes. And what she gave you in life was nothing because there was a separation between the movie star and their personal life. And she knew that. So a lot of what we've learned throughout the years was through her daughter, through her own biography, um, and also that interview in Marlena. There's only so much she revealed. And I and I really I love that. I love that she was able to just exist beyond the confines of film because it is confining. I mean it is a it is a it is a it is a powerful medium. But at the same time we are not beholden to her. Okay. And um, we are the audience. And her daughter talked about that. Her daughter, her daughter talked about how one time on the, the streets of New York, this woman came up and said, oh, Miss Dietrich. And she spoke to her like she was the Virgin Mary. That's what her daughter said. And then she saw Maria and said, oh, Maria, I loved you. When are you going to be on in your next TV show? And the difference between or the power of television versus film. These film, film really is about these mythological creatures existing on this giant silver screen versus the television where we're in your home it is intimate you feel like you know them on TV I know what that's like to watch a show for years I, I thought the Bill I thought that you know the Huxtables were a real couple I'm not joking I really thought that Felicia Rashad was really married to him I won't mention his name but you know who I'm talking about or the Golden Girls, I really thought that they really did live in Florida. And they were these old friends that lived together. And then you realize, oh, it's pretend. It's pretend. But it's really great television. Um, but when it comes to someone of these movie stars, of this magnitude, of this stature, and that was what Dietrich was able to do. And what a moment and she gave us moments she gave she gave us moments on screen she gave us moments in photographs and in song i love destry rides again i really do there was nobody else like her for me that moment where she kisses that woman on the lips in in morocco let's go come on There's so much that I could say about Dietrich that hasn't already been said. But that that documentary, which is available, <sighs> where is it available? <laughs> it's available. Now, I urge all of you to it. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna see her. You're gonna see clips of her past, but you're going to hear a woman who, at 
that point was done. She was done with that past. Some people look back upon it. Not Marlena Dietrich. She was done. She was done. It's available on uh, Amazon Prime. There's also the DVD. Um, one of these days I would love to talk to Jason Almy about this. About really the power that Marlena Dietrich had. And um, just a look. Some Some people just saw her as a look. But then there's the real substance behind those performances. Witness for the Prosecution in Morocco and uh, the Blue Angel and um, Garden of Allah. She really had something. And as I talk about that in my sleep stamper stupor, because I am tired, (laughs) it's been a long day. Um, So yeah, I, I really... I, I, I recommend these documentaries. There's another one, uh, Marlena Dietrich, her own song, and it's narrated by Jamie Lee Curtis. And um, I, I, on my bed, I have my documentaries with me. I am such a nerd. It's like I, they're like my. Well, they're not pillows. Come on, you've got the two Dietrich documentaries. You've got a, a film called Old Henry, which is not a documentary. And then I also have the Maplethorpe documentary. Oh, my God. You want to talk about extremes? Yeah, those are extremes. It's a lot different from last night's show where I talked about nostalgia. And even in this instance, you could say, you know, Dietrich talking about her film past. She was not nostalgic. She really wasn't. The first time I watched it, I was like, whoa, she is just... She's not having this. And Maximilian Schell, who's a good friend of hers, is really just urging her, look, Marlene, do you want to speak in German in this point, in English? And so he gave her the, he gave her the floor. And that's what you, you do to someone when you're interviewing them in a respectable way. You give them, it's on their terms. It's not on your terms. Okay? You are the vessel they, that are helping them facilitate and bring out this whatever it is they want to bring out. And that was Marlena Dietrich. She did things on her. I relate to that in so many ways is you either do it on your terms or you don't do it at all. You follow it to the beat of your own drum. And she most certainly did. And I, and as I say that, I think of the movie blonde Venus where she is singing hot futu and she's out there and, Oh, it's, it's just magnificent. truly is magnificent so get your hands on Marlena the 1984 documentary by Maximilian Schell and and Marlena Dietrich her own song from 2001 yeah two extraordinary documentaries I love documentaries they really are the true essence of what it is to be a person as always unpleasant dreams